Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we speak with hiring and recruiting experts around the country to discuss tips that will help you in your job search. To gain some more insight, I'm speaking today with Deborah Feldman. Deborah is the job whiz and a nationally recognized executive job search consultant. Thanks for joining me today, Deborah. Thanks very much, Jen. It's a pleasure to be back at Local Job Network. And we're really glad to have you back. So today we're talking about the hidden job market and how to find jobs kind of off the beaten path. So for those of us who are maybe at a complete loss when it comes to finding jobs anywhere but the internet, what are some other ways that a job seeker can actually seek out those positions that aren't advertised online? Well, I think everyone is familiar with the term, the hidden job market, but I'm not sure everyone really knows what that hidden job market is. So would it be okay if I explain that to get started? Sure. Okay. The hidden job market is not what people conjure up, which is secret jobs that employers have open that they only tell to certain people. The hidden job market is called the hidden job market because it's usually known only to people who are either at that particular company that has the opportunity or they know someone at that company. It's those jobs that are not officially advertised to the general public. So they're probably not on a general job board. They're not on a specialty job board. They may be on the company's career site, but most often when we talk strictly about a hidden job, it's really only accessed through word of mouth, which means you have to know someone who's aware of that job. And those jobs aren't necessarily an opening. It could be something that I call an opportunity, a situation where the incumbent is ready to move into another position in the company, but until they find that person's replacement, that person isn't going to be moving. And so the job technically is filled with the incumbent, but if you're the right replacement, you can get that job. The second type of hidden job within a company is a situation where only the manager and perhaps the current person in that position is aware that there's going to be a vacancy. That could be because the person in the job has resigned and it hasn't been you know, announced to anyone other than their manager. Mm-hmm. It could be a situation where even the person in the job hasn't said anything, but they're very pregnant and it's their fourth child or fifth child, and it's pretty clear that they're not going to come back in three weeks. Right. So there's going to be an opportunity for someone to come and fill in. Another situation could be when an individual who's an employee's spouse has been relocated to a new community and has a new job. They're still in their old job. And it's just to me a matter of of time before they, they find a job in the new location and leave that job, making it an opening for someone else. The last type of hidden job is a job that doesn't exist. It's a role that is brand new for a new person who comes into the company and the manager says, we really want you here. We don't have a particular role open today. I'm going to create a new position for you, either by budgeting a new job or I'm going to restructure my team and that'll give me the opportunity to hire you and pay you. And why do you think it is that a lot of companies, at least at first, are not posting these jobs online? Is it just because they prefer to have someone recommended to them or someone that they, at least one of their employees is familiar with? Is that usually the reason behind it? 
I don't know if when you're saying reason, that kind of implies to me that there's a rational thought process. Mm. I'm not so sure it isn't just a slip up that there hasn't been a chance to post the job through the mechanics of the internal approval structure. It could also be that, you know, the manager knows they have an opening and a need. They haven't communicated it to human resources because they want to bring the candidate in first and then work, you know, work after they find the candidate to make the hire. Another situation is that, as you mentioned or inferred, today, so many people send online applications in and submit their resumes to jobs that maybe not meet the requirements or they're not really qualified for, that employees want to do anything they can to, the, to limit the volume of applicants mm. to only those that are most qualified. And also, since the recession, there are fewer external recruiters or headhunters involved in the hiring practice, especially at the more junior levels. And there's much more of an emphasis on having employees use their own social media accounts or to use the corporate social media account to source potential candidates. In your opinion, would you say that finding the jobs on this hidden job market, is it really just a matter of making sure that you know the right people? It's a matter of having the right people know who you are, appreciate your potential contribution, and remember you on the right occasions when there's an opportunity that fits what you want to do and what you can do. As Harvey McKay said, it's digging your well before you need it. It's making the connections at specific companies at the right level before you actually need a job. And that, of course, addresses one of the other questions you had about it's uncomfortable to call people and just ask for their help in getting a job. The best approach is to choose the companies that interest you, identify a prospective contact in those companies, and get to know them and do nice things and be generous to them and demonstrate your abilities before it's actually the time where you have to ask the favor of, can you help me meet the hiring manager? Or can I come and talk to you and learn more about your company specifically for my purposes versus here's an article I'd like to share with you. I think it'll interest you. Or here's a person I think you should know that I know. Okay. So let's say that you you do select a person that you'd like to get in touch with. This is a brand new person that you haven't connected with before. Should you try to reach out through a phone call, um, maybe message them on LinkedIn, or even try to set up that in-person meeting? What's the best way to kind of go about making that initial contact? I think the best way to make that initial contact is through a mode or channel that is going to be familiar and comfortable for that person. If the person is a telephone person, use the telephone. If the person is an email LinkedIn person, use LinkedIn. If it's someone that you have their personal or their company email address, use that. I think you have to kind of choose the mode based on not only the situation, that you're comfortable with, but what the habit is of that person. So if someone, a third party refers you to someone at a company, you can say to them, do you think they'd prefer that I reach out to them directly through email, or do you think they'd like me to leave a, a phone message for them? And of course, the best thing would be if the mutual contact will actually make that introduction for you and avoid that awkwardness of a cold call. And now personally, and I'm sure other people feel this way as well, I often feel pretty intrusive when I'm asking people for help in terms of, you know, searching for a new job or career-related requests. How can you go about doing this confidently but also politely? 
I don't think it's a good idea to go about asking for something that you need from them. Mm -hmm. It's much better to identify a way that you can offer something to them that they will value first and do that several times before you ever ask for any assistance. You can also phrase your question as seeking advice rather than saying, I need help to find a job because people, it's a turnoff, I think, when people ask for help finding a job and Mm -hmm. it puts the individual in an awkward situation saying, but if I can't help you, then I'm useless to you. I don't want to take up your time and I'm embarrassed because I can't help you. Let's say um, maybe you're new to a, a new town or a new state. How do you kind of go about that first step of finding the right people to connect with? I think that one of the first things you could do is go back to your roots and see if there are people that you have a connection with from another time and place that now there's a reason to reestablish a contact. So someone who you perhaps you knew at a previous job, even if it was several years ago, someone who went to the same school as you, someone who used to live in the same town that you lived in when you grew up. In other words, find a reason that will make people feel that you have a connection to them, whether it's a current interest or a past interest, because it's a lot less creepy being contacted by someone who you don't know or you're not expecting to hear from if there seems to be a legitimate reason and that you did know each other before or you have something in common, whether it's an attachment, whether it's a trade association, whether it's even a personal or community connection. I know this is a big part of um, what you do. And that is calling a company kind of out of the blue just to say that you or the candidate that you're representing is interested in the company. So would you recommend doing that if, let's say, the person's interested in the company, but there's actually not a relevant position for them posted online? Should calling out of the blue be something that they might want to consider? I think calling out of the blue, which is cold calling, is Mm -hmm. something that everyone should have in their repertoire of job search. In terms of your referencing what I do for my senior executive clients acting as their agent and representing them and promoting them, I always, I would never do that unless there was a really good reason why I thought that company would benefit from knowing my client. It's not about what my client wants. It's positioning my client to be attractive to that company contact by showing that there's relevance and that an individual prospect of employees' experience is going to be an advantage to the new company. So it's all about being generous and giving. Right. It sounds like, you know, not thinking about yourself just as the candidate, but thinking about how you are going to be benefiting the company. Exactly. So let's say that you you did feel really strongly about a company and you decided you you did want to call out of the blue just to put forward your qualifications and how you could benefit them. When you call, how do you know who you should be asking to speak with? That gets back to something we spoke about just a few minutes ago, which is doing the research to identify who in the company is most likely to appreciate your background and see the reason why you might be contacting them. Also, that could be the person who actually has a problem that you can solve. Rather than just calling up and saying to the person who answers the phone, who can you direct me to? You need to know who you want to talk to, ideally more than just what department, also the name of a person. And today, Googling information online or going into LinkedIn and trying to find the right person is relatively easier than it used to be before we had that online resource. So would you be able to give us an example of maybe 
something that would be helpful for you to say when you're calling this person? I think you, the first thing you should do is call and ask if they have a couple of minutes. Okay. And if they say they're busy, just gracefully say, well, I'm sorry I interrupted you. I look forward to talking to you another time and just get away. Don't feel like this is your one chance in a million that you got, finally got them on the phone and you're going to just tell them quickly why you're calling. I think it might be a good idea when you reach them and they say, I'm busy, say, excuse me, this is Deborah Femlin. I'll try to reach you another time. Thank you. At least get your name in there. Okay. But nothing else. Don't say, oh, but I just need you for one second. Right. Because that's still intruding on their time. Right. You can also say, is there a better time for me to call? And sometimes they'll say, any time but now. <laughs> you know, and then you just have to try. So then when you do get them on the phone and they do have the time to talk, what would you say to them exactly? I think you'd explain the reason why you chose to call them. And that gets back to having done the research that identifies something that you two have in common or a problem or challenge that you anticipate they currently have or they will be facing and explaining how you can be a part of the solution. Companies that have high-level jobs like CEO or president, a lot of times you don't really see those high-level jobs posted online. But what about someone who maybe maybe they're not that high up in their career yet? Maybe they're more at an entry to a mid-level job. Would you say, in your opinion, that most of those jobs are going to be posted online? Or are those the type of jobs that you could also be looking for in the hidden job market? I think the answer is that they may be advertised. They may be only advertised on the company career site rather than on a general job board or LinkedIn. I do think that they also are part of the hidden job market. So then the, the recommendation then for finding out about those would be to continue your networking? Definitely. And especially for less, you know, the junior level jobs, a lot of those can be found very often through an alumni contact. Oh, okay. Or they could be found through maybe your college or graduate school's alumni careers department might be able to give you some advice or some help. Sometimes even, you know, going to, the, if you're not far away from a job fair, if you can get in. And I've heard it said before that your job search should be about 80% networking and about 20% actually working on the applications that you're putting in. Would you agree with that or disagree? I don't know about percentages, but I would say if you have to choose what to do every day that's going to be most productive in producing a job offer, it should be making connections with individuals, specifically those who are in a position to either hire you or recommend you to the hiring decision maker at your target companies. And in fact, I strongly recommend that everyone learn about how to network purposely, which is to strategically identify where you want to work, in other words, which companies. And who are the individuals with decision-making authority over the type of role you're interested in at those companies? And reach out to those individuals, showing them what you can do to address their challenges, specifically in terms of experience you've already had, in terms of either saving money, generating new income and revenues, or improving the processes or smoothing relationships. And I think you've given us a lot of great advice today, Deborah, um, for job seekers as they're moving forward and thinking a little differently about finding jobs that maybe necessarily aren't posted online. As we look to close up the show, I just wanted to give you the floor at the end here. Is there any last bit of advice or maybe a final message that you wanted to give our listeners? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to, Jenna. I think as silly as it sounds, 
the time to start looking for a job is before you need a job because you know it's going to take some time to do the research, to establish a connection, to promote a, a warm and trusting relationship with the people who actually can open the doors for you at the companies that interest you and introduce you to the people who are in a position to hire you. And with that final bit of advice, we will finish up the show. We've been exploring the topic of finding open positions in the hidden job market with Deborah Feldman. Deborah, thank you again so much for joining me today. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you again, and good luck to you, too, and everyone who's listening. And we love to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So if you have a comment on this topic or a suggestion of another subject to cover on the show, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, wishing you the best of luck in your job search. <laughs>